you're listening to the voice of dog i'm kaki your faithful fireside companion and today's story is the second of two parts of speak to me of summer by harry who writes and publishes under a few different names but you can find most of his stories on sofari last time wolverine made it back to his home world and found that things were not the same as they were when he left please enjoy speak to me of summer by harry part 2 of 2 I hadn't wanted to land right in the city in the first place but I needed to find out what had happened so hot sauce and I sat down right in the summer festival green now brown and dry it was in front of the ulka clan hall its tiered conical roof towering above the other above ground buildings in the city hot sauce somehow beat me climbing down to the ground with our engine still powering down with a trailing whine Neither of us had bothered with the post-flight checklist this time. He was staring toward the bottom of the clan hall when my feet hit the ground. There was a reception coming to meet us. Four lurrul, the first I had seen in more than twelve of my years. I watched them walk. They were hurrying but not running, but they still walked so differently than humans. There's an undulating rhythm to it. The sight was almost hypnotic. even if they reminded me of how my father would march toward me with menace after i had done something wrong i hope you know these guys said hot sauce as he came over to stand with me at the base of my ladder yeah same i said keeping my eyes on them he squared up next to me as they got to us their breath fogging in the air from the little jog they had just done i tried to get their measure quick as i wasn't sure what was going on they were all wearing some kind of uniform i'd never seen before black long coats with dark green crossed strips from shoulder to knee like a big human letter x and they were armed not with the projectile rifles we used to have for hunting wild meat these looked like anti-personnel energy weapons like the human security forces carried on the rougher worlds i couldn't tell if they were alliance make or not from where i stood we were unarmed because why would we ever need a sidearm as a fighter pilot it's not like the gestalt had ground troops didn't matter anyway there were four of them two of us and one of us was a skinny furless idiot fighting would be pointless so i raised my hands and spread my fingers claws forward in greeting hey guys i said you're cruising by the planet and we're wondering where's the loo i heard hot sauce snort before he could stop himself the last bit was for him One of the four started to raise his hands in response to my greeting, but the one next to him smacked him in the shoulder and he dropped his arms back to his sides. The one in front said to me, "You will both come with us. If you try to get back into your spaceships, we will be forced to shoot you." "Forced, eh? Forced by who? Whose strength commands yours and where are they? I want to hear what they have to say." "You will," he promised. He had an accent I couldn't place, not Ulka. or any of the nearby clans i remember i'm ulkaburra son of tilru and what i really want to know is where she and the rest of my clan is i noted that one of them tilted his head and pricked his ears when i told them my name the one who had almost returned my greeting the leader curled his lip and showed a few of his sharp teeth on one side in a malicious sort of half smile there is no clan ulka or clan surka or clan serlech or any clan besides lr he had the annoying confidence of a true believer in what i wasn't sure but i got the meaning no clan but lr things had changed while i was away 
Someone must have managed to unite the planet into one clan. Though, if they had to walk around with guns, I wonder how united it really was. I lowered my hands and gruffed. If you say so, chief. Wouldn't want to keep whoever is forcing you to shoot us waiting. Lead the way. My friend here doesn't like our weather much. He narrowed his eyes when I called him chief. He didn't rate that, and I knew it. And he knew that I knew it. Anyway, I was being kind of a jerk, and I was disappointed that Hot Sauce couldn't understand it. Poor guy was just standing there, wondering what was going on. The leader turned his back on me, and started walking back to the clan hall, or whatever it was, now that there was apparently no clan. The other three waited for us to follow, and then fell in line behind us when we did. Hot Sauce murmured to me in English, "'Everything all right?' "'Not sure. I assume they're taking us to someone in charge. Looks like things have changed since enough of the Alliance bleating. "'Stay silent, or we will separate you.' said one of the ones behind us. I snorted and explained, "'If you want to tell him something, I will have to translate, unless one of you speaks English.' They didn't answer, and we walked the rest of the way to the huge wooden doors of the clan hall in silence. They ended up separating us anyway, which I sort of expected. I sat in silence in the little room they put me in for a good ten minutes before I used my mini-comp to send a buzz to hot sauces. If he was stuck in a similar little room with no one keeping a close eye on him, we might still be able to talk. But no answer came, so they must be more suspicious of him than they were of me. At least he had company. So I sat, and waited, and paced, and sat again. I thought about trying to escape. The room wasn't built like a prison, though I was sure a couple of the guys from our little walk were just outside the door. Bad odds. Waste of energy. And I wouldn't get any answers, even if I did manage to get out. I kept checking the mini-com for messages, but also to check the time. It was passing, but slow enough to start making me restless, and more angry after the first hour or so. To distract myself, I started one-sided conversations with the guards. So is that place near the waterworks that makes those meat buns still open? I could go for some of those with a rake leaf sauce. Like six of them. Can you guys put in an order for me? I'm good for it. I've got an alliance, navy pension. Well, as long as they take either credit. I perked my ears for a reaction. No response, of course. Maybe after work, then. When do you guys get off? You seem all right to me. We could have a few drinks, catch up on the news. Oh, can you make sure my human friend is all right? He's probably cold and scared and hungry. And he bruises easily, so be gentle with him. I scratched the bridge of my muscle and chuckled. Hot Sauce would be so mad if he heard me talking about him like a lost pet. Come on, guys. At least one of you come in here and talk to me. I haven't seen another Lurchun in years. Oh, hey, that reminds me. Do either of you have a sister you could introduce me to? I thought for a second that I got a reaction, but the door remained closed. So I got up again from the bench, which was the only furniture in the room, and paced, and paced, and checked the mini-comp, and paced some more. I was almost at the point of pounding on the door and making actual trouble when finally it swung open. I stopped pacing. Mr. Forced to Shoot Me was there, flanked by the guards who I was having drinks with after work. He said, The governor wants to talk to you now. Except when he said governor, it was like a mangled version of the English word, probably because the position didn't exist on Lurch, or didn't until recently. I said, That's perfect. I want to talk to him too. Thanks for fetching him for me, chief. I could see from his ears that he wanted to start something. Well, finish it anyway. But he couldn't, not without wrecking his status. 
Despite whatever changed on Lurch, we Lurch uns at least still were the same. I gave him a toothy grin, and he snorted and turned. I followed, grateful to be out of the room. I didn't know if they made me stew in there on purpose to rattle me, or if the governor was just far away. I half-closed my eyes as we walked the halls and climbed upstairs. I tried to remember the old stuff they taught me when I was young about letting go of anger, seeking the path past the fallen tree, as the teachers used to say. I was still me. I was still a vaguely famous person in the Alliance with some amount of influence there. I would find my family and make sure they were safe. Past that, I wasn't sure where the path led. Short term, my path led to the governor's office, which I think was once some kind of audience chamber for the clan elders. It was still decorated with historic relics and the wide, reed-woven seats that the elders would sit in. They were pushed against the walls, empty. In the middle was a wooden desk, pretty ordinary by itself, but looked so out of place that it drew the eye. Standing behind the desk was my uncle. I knew him immediately, despite the years, and he knew me too. He raised his hands, claws spread in greeting, and so did I. Then he was coming around the desk and embracing me. It felt nice, I have to say. I was disappointed when he let go. It is you. I didn't know what to think when they told me. He looked over my shoulder at my escort. Thank you. You are dismissed. I wanted to turn and give the one guy a smug look, but I resisted the urge and waited until I heard them close the door behind them. I started in as soon as we were alone. Chesur, they kept me in that room for hours. What's going on here? Where is my mother? Can you get them to let my human friend out? Slow down, Mura. Come and sit. I'll get you a drink. He headed back towards the desk. There were seats in front of it. I didn't sit. He busied himself with a bottle of rechik and did not sit either. Please, uncle, at least tell me mother is safe and well. She is, and so is your father and your brothers and sisters. So, please, sister son, be calm and have a drink with me. You're first in a long time, yes? I nodded and took the ornate, carved wooden cup he offered. Of rechik, yes, but the humans have many fine spirits of their own. I am sure that they do, he said then drank from the long spout neck of his cup. I joined him and let myself enjoy the taste. I hadn't had any for years, as he said, but I could tell this was quality stuff. I could feel him watching me. I set the cup down, still half full. I thank you, Chesur. It is very good. Better than I remember. I paused and looked him in the eyes. Now, can you tell me why your guys said they would have to shoot me and my friend if we tried to leave? He gruffed and looked away. My apologies for that. Sechon is sometimes too mm, enthusiastic. But we do have orders for the Lurchtorul to detain anyone arriving in Alliance ships. I could not know that it would be you in one of them. And why is that? What happened here while I was gone? I went to the house first, and it's empty. Cold, abandoned. You can't imagine what I thought when I found that. And then this... I gestured in the direction of the door I'd been led through. Yes, I can see how it might be confusing. Upsetting. To come back from your time among the aliens to find that things are not the same as you remember. You are not the same as I remember either, Wurra. What do you mean? You left on your foolish journey to fight the great invincible menace. You told us you would never see us again, but that we should be grateful if Lurch was spared the promised destruction. But here you are. 
Did you lose your appetite for their conflict? I growled. We won. I'm still not sure how, but we did. And I was part of that. I flew in the assault on the Gestalt Dreadnought. My name is carved on a monument on the human homeworld, along with hundreds of others. But it's over now. He nodded and sipped his rechik. So you came looking for praise and thanks? A monument here, maybe? I didn't like his tone. He had welcomed me so warmly at first. Was it just an act to put me at ease? I wrinkled my muzzle. Not quite a snarl, not yet. No, I came looking for my home, and for my mother. Where is she? Does she live with you now? What makes you think Tilhul wants to see you, Wucha? You left her, left all of us to fight for the aliens. I think she thought it was her fault. It took her a long time to find her way past your loss. I'm not lost. I'm here now. Why won't you let me see her? He shook his head. I think it would be best for you and for her if you and your human friend climbed back into your spaceships and returned to your alliance. I bristled. You think a lot of things, it seems, uncle. And you, it seems to me, do not. Why did you really come back? Speak true, if you are still Lurchun. I seethed and felt the fur of my shoulders and back standing up. He, on the other hand, seemed completely calm and at ease. Why did he speak to me like this? Didn't he know what I had done for the sake of this entire world? The friends I had made and lost. The years I spent alone among the humans and other aliens, with no comfort of other Lurchun. He watched me, sipped more of his rechik, waited for me to answer him. I clicked my teeth together, looked away, looked at the wall-mounted ancient instruments and woven rope artwork. The great painted mural of a scene in summer, full of green and blue, with tarl shining in the sky. A festival below, with many lurchun figures. I, I wanted to be with us, to be with my own kind, where I belong. He nodded and gruffed. I can understand that, Wurra. Your war is over, and the Alliance had little use for you now. You want to rejoin the clan you left behind. Yet you tell me to leave again, to go back where I am the only one of us, alone. Why? Because the clan you left behind, and the Lurch you left behind, are gone. What do you mean? You are here. Mother is here. You are Ulka Chesur. Chesur took a deep breath, and then let it out of his nose in a long, sorrowful exhale. No, Wurra. When the Alliance came, they tore a hole in the wall of our garden. You went away with them, so you did not see it happen. At first we thought all we had lost was a handful of wanderers, but the hole remained. What hole? What did the Alliance do? I felt cold in my belly. Had the Alliance caused this? Behind my back, while I was fighting for them, forced Lurch to become like them somehow? They came. They left. They have visited every few years since, asking again if we are ready to join them. When he did not continue, I prompted, And? What did they do to Lurch? Did they force you to join them? No. They think themselves too honourable to force us. But it is already done. We are now part of a much larger garden, and we can never undo that. We cannot match their strength, and we cannot get out of their way. I raised my muzzle and looked my uncle in the eyes. I began to understand. He nodded, seeing it in my expression. I said, I could stay, though. I could help. I know the Alliance better than any of you. We could use their technology to build orbital defences, or 
Burra, he interrupted. Burra, stop. You mean well, I know. But you are not the first to return from the Alliance. Thanks to him, we know the danger we face and what we must do to defend ourselves. And what is that? I asked. We learn to speak with one voice for the good of all Lurchun. Some day we will truly join the Alliance, but on our terms. I wanted to argue with him further, to point out that this leader, whoever he was, was already turning Lurch into something alien, that he was bringing the Alliance to Lurch too. But I could see the sense of it. It did not make me happy to do so. And can I join that one voice? He shook his head. It would mean silencing your own. I am sorry, Wurra, but if you truly wish to defend Lurch as you once said you did, you must go. We are walking a narrow path. And my mother? You would injure her again? Do not be selfish. She will hear that I came back. I told your lackeys my name. It will be dealt with. Please, Wurra, go now before you make the hole larger. What about my human friend? You will find him waiting for you in his spaceship. Either the guard was listening to our conversation, or Chesor did something unseen to summon them because the door opened right then. I didn't turn to look, not yet. I stared at my uncle, now Governor Chesor. I let my shoulders relax and my muzzle fall. I could not stay. I understand, uncle. He opened a door to his side of the desk and took out a sealed bottle of Rechik. Take this, Wurra and live strong. I walked forward and accepted the bottle with a nod. Live strong, I echoed. Then I turned to look at the door and found just the leader waiting. He was the one with the smug expression now. I lacked the will to counter it, though. So I cradled the bottle in one arm and let him lead me back to my star wing. I'm really sorry that it didn't go the way you wanted, Wolverine, said Hot Sauce over our private comm channel. We were off the ground, but still in orbit. I stared at the surface, then off into the stars. Yeah, I managed to say, trying to decide how I had wanted it to go in the first place, or how I had expected it to go. My uncle's words still stung. Maybe I really had wanted a hero's welcome. I asked him, so what did they do to you? Oh, they were watching me pretty close, which I guess you knew since I didn't answer your buzz. I tried to talk to him, of course, but I guess they didn't speak English. And after a while, one that did speak English came. Female, too. I tried to ask her out for a drink, and you should have seen the look she gave me. Whew. Anyway, she didn't speak as well as you, but I got the basics. Not welcome on planet or in orbit. Tell my leaders to stay away. Don't call us. We'll call you. Then they marched me back to my wing to wait for you. I'd ask what they said to you, but you don't have to tell me until you're ready. Thanks, hot sauce. So, where are we heading now? he asked. I hadn't even begun to think about it. Okay, so I had this idea while I was shivering my ass off down there. I'm almost afraid to hear this. No, no, it's a great idea. Have you ever been skiing? This was the second and final part of Speak to Me of Summer by Harry, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. As always, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a story that you think would be a good fit, please get in touch with me. I'm at Kaki Doggy on Twitter and on Telegram, and I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.